Hey, hi, and hello. Welcome back to Audrey's World. I'm your host, Audrey Oyer. Audrey's World is a wellness podcast, which then really also focuses on women's health, as this is something that I just have always really loved to explore and feel like I keep up with knowledge and new updates on just because it's something that, I don't know, I've always found so fascinated. And when I was like seven years old, I was coming home from school and watching TLC's A Baby Story and reading books about midwives and things like that. And I've just always, I've always done this. It's something I've always been interested in. So I want to share all that information with you and so we can all start living more well and living better because I think that the more knowledge we have and the more information that we share can only help to then improve and benefit each other's lives. But also sometimes like last week and the week before, I might go a little rogue and um, try to maybe challenge myself to open up to everyone, talk about things that I'm currently trying to implement or like really exploring in my own personal life. So, you know, with Audrey's World, we're still maybe figuring it out a little bit and that's okay. But thanks for being on this ride with me and exploring and navigating this podcasting world, too. You're the best. Speaking of last week, too, what were our thoughts? How did we feel? Did we, like, maybe trying to challenge ourselves to be a little bit more present or to really, I don't know, identify areas in which we feel we want to be a little bit more present in? I know, again, it's something I'm still kind of working through. I feel like I'm really good at being present like during dinners or things like that with friends and family, but if we're just like hanging out, vegging out, I feel like that's where I'm just like going to my phone, you know, checking social media or whatever, and I feel like that's where I really want to try to... um, try to now focus my time in being a little bit more present and not, you know, escaping to those other platforms because I have my friends and family right there. Why would I need to do that? So that is my new challenge for myself, kind of coming out of that, reflecting on the episode and things, things of that nature for me, but would love to hear maybe what it sparked in you or what kind of thoughts or things you may want to change now because of the I am here being present episode. If you have been a Audrey's World listener for some time now, or rather, I guess, before the last two weeks where I went a little rogue, at the beginning of each episode, I love to just share a little wellness thing, give something, maybe it's a new process I'm implementing, a new service that I've tried, a lot of products that I've tried and love, just something that I want to give a little spotlight to that I can't necessarily maybe spend an entire episode on, but they're just things that I love and I want to share with my community here. So for this week's spotlight, I wanted to share an old little trick of mine that I still do. I literally did it this morning and it's not revolutionary by any means and it is something that 
maybe I'm sure others have heard and they've implemented it in different ways and I've kind of like skirted around it here um, but I've never never actually shared this specifically so this week's kind of favorite thing spotlight is going to be a cucumber but the twist is putting a cucumber in your freezer and I like to do this maybe I don't know I can't say that I find myself eating an entire like cucumber, especially I love English cucumbers. So they're like (laughs) long, they take a while to go through sometimes. So I feel like I never find myself finishing it and whatever. So I like to take the like back half of it and put it in my freezer. And then probably like once a week, I'll put it on my face. So it's kind of like, I think of an old school spa trick, you know, how you always see in like the movies or whatever with the women with cucumbers over their eyes while they're getting a spa treatment. And that's kind of what this is, but clearly a little different. So I keep it in my freezer and then once a week I'll put it on my face and kind of um, act like it's almost like a like a gua sha or some type of tool like that. And I just put it all around my face and I just feel like it's so refreshing one because it's cold and cucumbers are like the most refreshing thing ever but cucumbers are also like really great for your skin and they I mean it's like a natural property of course there's probably some really great things for your (laughs) your skin and like outside of eating them so cucumbers have really great like antioxidant components so these then help to reduce wrinkles okay we love maybe a little natural botox we could say (laughs) and it also has really like high folic acid and vitamin c which of course are really great for you too so folic acid helps the skin to like fight off natural toxins and then vitamin c um promotes that like newer cell growth so all of this on your skin really makes it more younger looking, youthful, healthier, firmer, all of that. So it's like a total win, 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 win for this one. I love doing that. Um, I did do it this morning. I have to, I have to share. I woke up a little hungover this morning. So the cucumber just on my face, that kind of cooling effect, the refreshing likeness of it all. It just felt so great. And that was my top little trick today. So um, it's one that I've been doing for a few years. It's not something I'm uber consistent with. I feel like I find myself doing it more in like the spring and summertime just because that's when I tend to eat cucumbers more honestly. Um, So but I have been doing this for like a few years on and off again not super consistently but it's something that I just love to do and I truly feel like I'm in like an old-timey spa or something like that or like it's like the hillbilly version of a spa or whatever the white trash version version. (laughs) um yeah so that's my cute little tip and trick for this week let me know have you ever tried putting a cucumber in your face or have you ever done this before let me know. Tell me everything. Um, and if not, give it a go next time you have some cucumbers around that you maybe don't finish or something. And okay, to know, I don't let them get like moldy or anything or, you know, like really gross and then put them in the freezer. Like they're still fresh or still like kind of with us. <laughs> um, and then put them in the freezer there. So let me know if you try it. I would love to hear all about it.
Okay, so now actually segueing into the real meat and content of today's episode, which will be talking about the history of, and this was triggered by a Guardian article that I read and came across in that title. So it's kind of like a big source, I'll say, for this week's episode. And the title of the article is 90 Years Since First Tampax, Why Aren't There Better Menstrual Products? And it is so fucking true. In this article, I just felt like it wrote out and described all of the frustrations or even some things that I haven't really given too much thought about. But then I'm like... I don't know, it created maybe new frustrations in the menstrual um, product world for me. So I would definitely recommend checking this article out. It came out earlier this month. It came out on um, May 4th, 2023. Did you know that the first pads were actually released in the 1880s? Um, Tampons and menstrual cups came around then in the later like 1930s, but the first pad really came around in the 1880s. So crazy. I mean, of course, women have been having periods for (laughs) ever since we've been created. Um, And prior to that, it was a lot of like rags or homemade sort of like tampons or pads and just, yeah, using from your own materials. So maybe even old like shirts and things like that, just any sort of fabric that people could get their hands on to then absorb and then kind of like wash and then reuse month after month. But in the 1930s was when Tampax came out with the first tampon and it's still the the same old, like the title of the article said, same old tampon that we use and have had for 90 damn years. (laughs) So crazy. So that original tampon was the cardboard one that we all know and hate. (laughs) And with that, then, really became this new surge of, I'll say, disposable menstrual products. So ones that are just kind of like single use, um, you use for the duration of... until you change it out and dispose of. So that was kind of revolutionary for the time, but nothing's changed since the 1930s. There's been no really big new revolutionary products in the tampon world. Yes, I'll get to some of the newer things that have come out, but nothing's just as good. And to me, it's so crazy that we can't we're so technology focused, so innovative right now with everything we have going on with the internet, with the technology. I feel like we have a lot of great minds and creative minds, of course, every, everywhere and every time does. But I just feel like with the culmination of all of this, we should start seeing better updated products that really like fit our needs. There has to be something that we're missing in the current product line or like And like, I guess for a comparison, there's always new shoes coming out, creative twists and, you know, things, different approaches with shoes. Like Nike came out with the the shoe that you can just step in and it kind of like, I'll say clutches in on itself. And this made it more accessible for those who can't like bend down or tie their own shoe. So if we can have, and granted that, that too is maybe a little, um, delayed in timing, but 
okay, now that we did that, and that was revolutionary, that was really cool and innovative, let's let's go on over to the menstrual products, people. I get that it's a weird topic, and it's, you know, it freaks people out, freaks men out that this happens, and there's clearly a gap of, of information and knowledge here, but come on, we have to be doing something better. I think we can be doing something better, but we just don't have as the article kind of states too, and I'll go into it a little bit deeper, but there's just not a lot of funding in this. There's, it's, you know, funding for menstrual products and like just um, in general femtech has increased over the last few years, but it's nowhere compared where it should be or, um, or really can be either. So I'm definitely excited with the surge, I'll say, in femtech um, or what, could be a surge there. Maybe we'll start to see newer, cooler products for us. And that would be just, I think, so great and definitely needed. But anyway, back to this Guardian article. Here in the article, it outlines that 90% of people or menstruators still prefer pads or tampons. And I think that makes a lot of sense, especially for us who are located in the Western hemisphere of the world. We can't, I can't say necessarily that as a whole, we love sustainable products. We really love the disposable kind of one use grab and go sort of overall technique and method with um, some of these hygiene products. So another one outside of tampons or pads that I can think of is also diapers diapers before, similarly, in the past were just like rags or cloths, things that you could wrap around your baby's bottom and they would use it in, you'd clean it off, wash it, and then kind of reuse, reuse, reuse. Similarly, like I stated before, that's how pads and kind of other menstrual products were used before our pads and tampons. So, it does make sense that 90% of us still just really prefer to use pads and tampons, but I also think we prefer this because there's no other products that are really kind of great, and there aren't a ton of overwhelming number of products, you know, to use. So comparatively, another like hygiene sort of thing that I feel like there are a ton of options and there's always new um new things coming out for it would be like laundry detergent. There's always new, like new scents or light scents, like organic, like all of these sorts of things. Whereas yes, we do have like, I guess, similar options with menstrual products, but it could just be so much more revolutionary. So yes, 90% of us still prefer pads and tampons. And I think it's one, because it's that easy grab and go Two, it's all we know. And some of the other competing products that I would say are are more sustainable and trying to break through on the market, they're I don't know. They're for me, they're they're just not the kind of products that I love. So for me, I have tried a menstrual cup. And in theory, I think that this is really great. Um I did like when I was using it, it was fine. I can't say it was horrible, but honestly, getting that in and out and then having to clean it was terrible. Like when it was in and I was just, you know, doing my day to day, it felt normal. It felt like a normal tampon, like life was good. You know, I was doing my thing, but getting that thing in and out 
took some time. Like (laughs) it wasn't the easiest thing. I mean, once you got the hang of it, then it, you know, of course it was a little bit easier. So it was just that barrier to entry or, you know, still figuring out the product. But honestly, it really, what did it for me was the cleaning of it. Like, oh my gosh, I just, it was not fun. And I, I didn't want to have to do that. And, um, yeah. So I feel like for me, that's just why it didn't stuck. Tampons were just so much easier, but I do know fellow women and girls, um, that I hang out with, they have menstrual cups and they, that's kind of their preferred method too. So I think maybe once you get it down, um, and you know, give it some time to maybe you'll start to get into it more. And if you don't, if you really don't mind cleaning it or, you know, taking care of that too, um, then I think it's a really great kind of next solution and is then revolutionary, more sustainable, a big plus plus in menstrual products. However, for me, it just, it just didn't stick. And then the other kind of, I'll say newish revolutionary products in the menstrual world would be the menstrual like underwear. So Thinks is a company that came out with, I would say maybe in like 2010s-ish, came out with um, underwear that I'll say kind of had like a pad in it, or it's just supposed to be a different option for when your period is maybe a little bit lighter when you're on your tail end that you could wear these underwear and it absorbs, um, absorbs everything and is kind of like a great kind of alternative pad. From what I heard from the buzz, I didn't have any friends or personally did not try things, but it had like up to 1 million users or still does have up to 1 million users. And I think it did a really good job of breaking into the market and, you know, um, really like being impressive for those who used it. But here's where things just get like a little sad and maybe where things just, I don't know, kind of fell through for us was that things then settled a class action lawsuit with customers regarding its like organic, sustainable, non-toxic underwear. And the company denied any wrongdoing in court, but it faced allegations that the product contained presence of a quote, short chain and per polyfluoric substances. (laughs) I did not say that correctly, but also known as PFAS, P-F-A-S, or what is kind of more commonly known as forever chemicals. So what could have been a really great alternative solution for us, it was a little less bulky, you know, more, more, I'll say modern or a new twist and take on a, on a pad now is known to have like forever chemicals in it. And that. No one wants that. This is such a like delicate area as well. This is a part of our bodies that lives can come out of. Having chemicals and having having like toxic sort of things in that area or products is like so disheartening and so sad. We, it's mind blowing. It's terrible. <laughs> and also, the article goes to say, I feel like all my talking points are. <laughs> just from this article, but it was so good. So obviously would recommend reading it for yourself and getting all the the details, you know, for your own self and, and learning more about this. But it's so fucking crazy. We know more information. This is a direct quote. You can find more information about what ingredients are in a Q-tip rather than a tampon. 
Isn't that fucking crazy? Like we don't, unlike our food and things, there's not an ingredient list on the side where we can really know what, what our body is consuming basically still like food. Um, and as we know, again, a delicate, sensitive area that I feel like we should really be like preserving. And I feel like I naturally think that of course these menstrual products companies are thinking of me like they would only provide really high quality like safe products obviously that's maybe not true and it's fucking scary it's crazy and I feel like we would never okay maybe that's actually not true but I just feel like it really wouldn't be this way if men had had these products or needed needed this in their life like they would really be fighting back and there would be so much like of course it's it's all safe you know we would never do anything to hurt you but because it's it's women and there's not a lot of funding and no one really knows what the fuck is happening with vaginas anyway that it's just like a here use this product we were able to make it for you just be grateful that you have this and you know you don't have to clean your I don't know clean your underwear clean rags every day and whatever. Like, it's so fucking crazy. I don't like it. So of course, then we do have more, more companies that are really trying to break through and provide truly like organic, more natural products. But some of them, that's not true. That's not accurate. And so then you're buying, you're spending extra money on products that aren't actually better for you. And then too, sometimes the products, as we know, just maybe aren't, um, aren't that great of a quality. So it's tough. I get that more natural things maybe don't have the like long-term duration or kind of like structure that these harsh chemicals or other sort of products or standard products have. Um, But, you know, one day I think we'll get there and I think we'll slowly start inching towards that. Hopefully some femtech um, investors and creatives maybe can come up with, with something here to really help bridge that gap. But for now, we do have um, this brand. I've talked about it before and talked about their owner before, Nadia Okamoto. So she is, if you listen to my, I think it was my second episode on period poverty, she's the one who kind of really, um, I read some of her articles. I've kept up with her for a long time, and she was really kind of the first person that I read of that informed me on period poverty and how crazy it is. There's such a disconnect. So many people really have to choose each month on buying food and providing for their family versus like pads and tampons, which is so sad and that we can change that. We can make menstrual products free and not only tax free, but like free. We need them. Come on. Or okay. Anyway, it's crazy. There's such a disconnect. But Nadia, now Okamoto, she now is breaking into providing her own um, pads and tampons now. So she has this new product line. It's called August. And this is going to be a bit more of a sustainable, more natural products, um, menstrual products for us all. So I have not tried them yet, but I love her and I think that they would probably be worth it. They are definitely going to be a little bit more expensive than maybe just like your standard Tampax or, you know, whatever the fuck you buy. But I, I don't know if you have tried this brand, I would love to know what your thoughts were on it. Cause I do feel like if, 
it could definitely be something that I would buy. So who knows? That just gave me an idea. Maybe we'll have this be a product review for one of my upcoming like spotlights or, you know, new, new health product to try. So I will actually do that. Another personal challenge for myself. So stay tuned sometime in the next few weeks. (laughs) I'll let you know what I think of the August menstrual products. However, I feel like this just still goes to show that women are not being like helped out right now with this. We <laughs> there are just still so few like limited options. I don't know if it's maybe because it's like the type of product or whatever, but I know even for myself like trying a new tampon brand or product just seems like such a commitment. Like it shouldn't that way. I feel like we should have be able to be a little bit more flexible with trying our trying new products out and things because it is like a pretty expensive product and it is something that we just we know we need it to be a certain like way to especially for like the first few days of your period. You really need to be able to trust your fucking like tampon or pads that they'll do the job, you know? We can't be like messing around. So I do feel like there has to like that's maybe why we're so brand loyal or kind of keep going back to the same thing that we know because it is just something, a product that women really need to know like works and will have their backs when, when they're in their menstrual phase. I know for me, I've had like the same, well, I've been using the same tampon brand ever since I started my period when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something, 13, I don't know. Um, but I've been using the same brand. And then <laughs> I like did a one, a switch up in high school where at first I was using some like sport tampon thing. And then a friend of mine and during volleyball was raving about this different tampon. So then I gave that a try and I ended up falling in love with those tampons. So now that's what I use each month. But I have literally now been using that same exact tampon for like the last probably since I was 16 or like 17. So like 10 years, that's crazy that in those 10 years, I mean, I've tried the menstrual cup, but nothing else has done the job like those fucking Kotex tampons that I use each month. So it's just kind of crazy. I do feel like, you know, we try different, I mean, this is not the same, but we try different shampoos, conditioners, body soaps, like things like that so easily. And that's another hygiene. Those are other hygiene things. Like why, why can't we do the same for menstrual products? Or am I the only one who's just been in the same routine of buying the same tampon products or menstrual products for a decade now? I feel like I can't be the only one there, but who knows? So it's just kind of crazy. I feel like I wish, I wish the market maybe bared for more flexibility um, in these products to make them, you know, maybe a little bit less expensive and more durable and just like up to better standards so that we could try different things or really like explore the market or have just less limited options. Like that's so outdated. If it was any other product that we said has been the same since 1931, we would be in an uproar. We would like be demanding so many different changes and, and everything, but nope, not for menstrual products. We just need to be happy with what we have and go from there. So 
I don't know. Maybe I'll start a war on this. <laughs> Just kidding. But come on. I, I don't know. We we got to make a change. We got to move some waves in this in this marketplace for menstrual products. So who's with me? Let's make a change. If you're motivated to make this change, let's see what we can do. Let's start collaborating on this. So Email me at audreysworld at gmail.com. Contact me on social media at audreysworld. And let's start making waves. Let's start making these changes. Come on. Who's in, who's in it with me? I'm feeling all amped up and ready to go now, especially with your help. Um, but that is all that I have for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, highly recommend you looking into the article that... I talked about this entire episode, really, and it's from The Guardian. Again, it's titled, 90 Years Since the First Tampax, Why Aren't There Better Menstrual Products? I appreciate you tuning in, of course, and hopefully you found this insightful and maybe now, too, again, you're wanting to make a change with me. But contact me on social media, follow me. And if you are really loving this, it'd be really great if you can rate, review, or even reply on this podcast. If it's something that you like hearing, it really helps newer podcasts, especially those like mine, to kind of get some traction. So you are all the best, and you know it. Thank you so much. Love you.